Hello and welcome to Speak Truth to Power. Listeners, my name is Irvin Hill and I am your host. And today's topic is about take time for the pain and miracles working powers. And pain is something that we all have gone through or going through our family members, our co-workers, uh, on our job, uh, at church. Many people are going through pain and many of us are not going through pain at the time, but we see other people pain and we ignore it. Many of us won't even take time for our own pain, and that's not good. So without further ado, let's dive into this. Take time for your pain. We believe in a nation that views pain as an enemy. We think pain as a natural, and sometimes we be removed from our lives to avoid the pain. Some was told, just go to the store and buy an aspirin. But that's not what Jesus told us to do. Jesus, however, did not turn from his own pain or pain of others. During his ministry, those in pain often came to him. The demon possessed, the lepers, the lame, the blind, the woman with the issue of blood. When Jesus encountered them, he stopped and took time for the pain. Jesus came, handle the pain in our lives when we take time, when we bring it to him in faith. We have a responsibility to take time for pain, the pain in our, our friends, our co-workers, people in general. Every now and then, we even must stop and take care of our own pain. To do this, we must face the pain in our lives, admitting its reality. It may be hard to face, but we do. We can begin to work through it. We can live victoriously over it and not mastered by it. Number two, trace the source of the pain in our lives. Sometimes we need an objective outside observer to pinpoint things we don't see or won't see in our lives. Number three, finally we need to graze the pain. That is, put it in its proper place. Romans, 28, Romans 8 and 28 suggests that God uses pain and tribulations to make things right in our lives. Let's take a look at what Paul talked about. Paul talks about his own thorn in the flesh and how he asked God to remove it three times. But God said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. In effect, he says, my grace will be with you in your fiery furnace. My grace will help you part the waters of your journey jordan rivers my grace will shut the mouths of the lions in your lion's den my grace will fight your battle and bring down the walls of your jericho what kind of pain are you facing in your life today god is able to give you the strength to make it through but we got to take time for the pain how many of you of avoiding your pain and won't take time for it. How many of you see it in your family and won't take time for the pain to help them? How many of you see it in your coworkers won't take time to help them? And even in yourself, you won't take time for that pain. And do you see the pain in the church? And do you take time for the pain? So all these things, we have to speak truth to these things, speak truth to power. And a lot of times uh, people above us call this pain 
And if there are leaders or family members that are people in authority causing this pain, speak truth to power so you can stop that pain. Uh, many of us are abused by you know pain mentally and physically. There are many ways that we can be in pain and it needs to be addressed. And we cannot say that we all of us not went through something uh, mentally or physically or spiritually. Uh, but our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has the answer to in every, for everything. And most of us have to have the faith and sincerity to take it to him and cast your burdens upon him. Go to him first before you go to anyone. And he will put the people in your lives that's going to help you change your lives through having faith in him that he will do this for you. And many of us need miracles in our lives and we need it really, really bad. But if you think about it, when you begin to change, to go the right direction, family members, even church members and coworkers begin to turn against you because the change you're making about is different from them now. And let's take a look at miracles, working powers. The envious hearts of our unsaved kinfolks, as well as others who knew us before we met Jesus, are often reluctant to acknowledge that we have changed. They would rather sentence us to everlasting shameless. They fail to realize that God is a miracle worker in adversity. Not even the pup, not even the plastic dance of circumstances can prevent the discriminating grace of God from healing and transforming and making who making making us whole those who have believed in Christ Jesus the mind paralyzes by unbelief would never admit the exquisite beauty of God's grace can work powerful miracles those who become conclusion their conclusion cut them off from God's ability to do what seems impossible in their own lives this passage in mark seems to confirm the old saying, you can never go home again. And when you try, you will encounter those whose hearts are full of anger and suspicions. When Jesus went home to Nazareth, he encountered a city blinded by unbelief of who those who saw him as Galilean peasant and unlettered Nazarene rather than as a son of God, but thinks be to God, there were a few of those whose hearts were open, not closed, against him in anger. Through the fragment of his grace, he again healed them, and he can change those around us so that they acknowledge God's saving grace and in us and in their own lives. Listeners, we are all make mistakes and go through things and, and say things and do things we have no business doing. And many times we have to pay for those things. We will pay for those things in some type of way. And a lot of times we're just reaping what we sow. And uh, and all that sin and evil that we've done in our lives to other people just comes right back and get dumped right back on you. And uh, the thing when it happens can you handle that when it gets dumped back on you and ask God to uh, remove that through repentance and, and walk you through all of that 
and you grow from that and learn from that and teach others not to do those things that you've done. but to do that, you have to be, you know, willing to surrender, willing to give up, willing to give over, willing to give in, and understanding all these things that God doesn't force you to do anything. Nothing's done by force. It's all willing to give up all the things that are wrong that you're done and lay it at the hands, the feet of God through repentance. That's the transplant we need in our heart because that's where it begins. See, our body is like a, a, a compass. You have a north, south, and east and west. And the biggest part of your body that God has the problem with us all the time is your mind. That's the north. And we need to uh, gut that out. All this crazy stuff that we play in our head and act on. Only God can remove that by replacing that with his words. Are you willing to be gutted out? And are you willing to have that heart transplant and get a new heart? Get that stony heart removed and, and, and get that flesh heart put back in there. Remove that dark heart and have light put there. Get that mind gutted out and replace with lights the light of God. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing again to surrender? Willingness to give up. The willingness to give over and the willingness to give in. Are you willing to bear the cross and pick it up yourself? Are you willing to do that? And uh, the only way you can do that and you have to take that, that process begins with repent which leads to forgiveness, which leads to salvation, and being baptized the correct way. And I'm not talking about uh, get sprinkled, uh, raise your hand, shake the preacher's hand, and you're in church, pray the sinner's prayer, and now you're in church. That's not how you do it. That's not the correct way. The correct way is Acts 2 and 38, where God calls all men to repent. All men. And it begins there. Jesus didn't come saying, uh, let's talk about prosperity. He came saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We have to follow the simple instructions that are there in the scriptures. Don't be fooled by ideology and theology and seminary schools. Those make students. Those don't make preachers. God make preachers. Let's understand that God requires a lot from us because we are so good at, at asking for so much, but not wanting to give back so much. See, this is where we have the problem at right there. We want what he has, but we don't want to follow what he's given us to do. We don't want to be obedient. Only when we want something, then we know him very well. And then we give the enemy a chance to accuse us of what we're going to do and not be grateful. And that happens to the best of us. We want to take the things of God and promote the things of the cares of this world, but not the cares that he cares about. This is how we think as human beings. And God still loves us. In spite of all those things, he still cares for us. 
So there's nothing that we do can separate us from his love. But many of us separate ourselves from him. And that's what happened to the best of us all the time. But the one thing that we should not do and those that turn around at one time or another was baptized the correct way. Baptized went down in the water in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then they decided to go a different direction. Many of us folks in the church who baptized the right way and decided to walk away because it wasn't enough money. Shame on us to who have done that. And let's take a look at the warning that was in Peter, 2 Peter 2 and 20 through 22. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they were again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So when you escape that smoking cigarettes and escape the fornication and the adultery and escape wearing a bunch of makeup and, and lipstick and uh, women wearing pants and men wearing women dresses and all those things. You escaped a lot of things and drug habits and drinking alcohol habits. And you went down in the water and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden you decide to go back, to go back and get entangled with those things. And now the enemy has overcome you. Let's look at 21. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments and deliver unto them. 22. But it has happened unto them according to the truth proverbs. The dog is turned to his own vomit again and the show that was washed to her waddle in the mire. Now here we go. We have had a lot of people that have really been baptized in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. There have been a lot of pastors, a lot of church members, a lot of people started in the choir. Uh, a lot of actors have been baptized the correct way and come out of there inside to say it's not enough money and your R&B singers decide to go do that. A lot of preachers have done that and decide to walk away from the Holy Commandments. But it's been better that they did not know it. And many of them won't make their way back. So when it says that a dog turned back, with, back to his vomit, take a look at what a dog would do. It vomit up and go back and lick it up and eat it and put it right back down his mouth. Don't care what he's doing. Many of us that way, we, we don't care what the preacher says, what comes out of his mouth, as long as he's not condemning your sins, it's okay. But in the eyes of God, it's not okay. So this is where speaking truth to power. When you know that the leaders in your church or even at home are causing error or speaking error, you cannot be afraid to speak truth to power. 
But in order to do that, you have to stay the course. Once you've been baptized in the, in the water, in the name of Jesus Christ, you have to stay the course in prayer. You have to stay the course no matter what and keep the faith. Because if you want the promise that's given to you and wait on the Holy Spirit to come in your life and the gift has come along with it, you're going to have to stay the course in order for it to happen. You cannot look back. You cannot look back. You have to move forward. Yes, you're going to be faced with adversity. But remember, God will bring you through that adversity by having faith in him. For he already knows who you're going to come up against. And have faith and stand firm on his word. And he will prepare you for that battle. But he will be the one lead that battle. Just trust and believe in that. And before I leave, audience, I thank you for listening to this. Thank you for downloading. And I will ask you one other thing. Be sure to like. Be sure to comment. Be sure to share. Be sure to follow. I thank you so much. And this has been my time. God bless you. Stay strong. Stand firm in the word of God. And not let anyone turn you from your faith. God bless you.